We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. U.S. Bank wants to know how you reward yourself because they have cards that make every day more rewarding. Are you a points order, cashback guru, low intro APR lover? With U.S. Bank, it's up to you because they have the cards to fit your lifestyle. So earn more whether you're shopping at a gas station or grocery store, even while planning a staycation. Learn more at usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. Oh, wow. You're actually wearing your hair down tonight. Yeah, because I finally decided that I love my hair. I figured out the solution for my morning frizz, midday poof, and even next day bedhead. It's Frizz E Secret Weapon Touch-Up Cream by John Frieda. Well, you and your hair look flawless. Flawless and touchable. Feel. Oh. See? It's soft. Smooth ends. No flyaways. Shiny. Well, I clearly need to get some because your hair looks amazing. Frizz E Secret Weapon. Only from John Frieda. Welcome to the DFS Podcast Friday edition for tonight's Major League Baseball schedule of games. Hi there, ball fans. I'm Paul Bruno, and I'm joined, as always, by John McKechnie. We're coming at you today with our best recommendations for your FanDuel rosters for Friday's games. John, there's a few topics that I want to cover with you off the top. What grabs you, though, when you're looking at this slate? Uh, for me, I mean, the first thing that, that jumps out here is is definitely the pitching matchup uh, between the White Sox and the Mariners here. We got, you know, King Felix going against Chris Sale, you know, two of the best uh, pitchers in the AL and, you know, kind of have been for a long time. So I'm definitely interested to see how that pans out. And I'm definitely interested to see how the Mariners uh, lineup uh, is able to react uh, to, to lefty Chris Sale, you know, because they're not going to have guys like Adam Lind or Seth Smith available in all likelihood because those guys can't hit lefties for anything. Uh, so, you know, Seattle will kind of have to counter with some righties that maybe aren't playing every day. Uh, so that, that'll that be something that I'm definitely looking out for uh, as far as tonight is concerned. Yeah, I, I think I'm going to lean on uh, Sale in this one. I, I think I just have a hunch that he's going to do what he 
what he's best capable of. Hernandez, Fernandez has been uh, a guy that, uh, I, I don't know, sometimes he's lights out, other times he gets blown up. Sale, to me, has been a little bit more consistent of the two. That's the way I read it. Do you, do you have a, a hunch either way about Hernandez and Sale? Yeah, uh, King Felix, uh, he's definitely not, you know, we're on the other side of his prime at this point. He still definitely has his stuff uh, to, to put together a really quality start, and Chicago has a pretty uh, middling offense at, at best at this point. So I think that, that gives him some help, but at the same time, he is going to be on the road, uh, and that, uh, Chicago does have some power hitters that can definitely run into one if uh, Felix were to miss his spot. So I, I, I do kind of agree with you that, that uh, Sale probably has the edge here at home. Yeah, and there's one batter that I'm going to feature in that matchup that uh, I feel good about going against uh, King Felix. So we'll talk about that in a sec. I'm more curious uh, on a personal note to see how this Hoffman kid fares in his second major league debut. You, you and I both know he was a, a Jays top prospect for years in the minor league system and a key part of the deal that brought Tulowitzki here uh, to Toronto from Colorado. But this guy, by all accounts, has all the tools to be a front-of-the-line rotation guy. He didn't have a great outing first time out, but uh, by all accounts, he has all the tools. I'm curious to see what do you expect from him maybe tonight and, and for the rest of the season in Colorado's mix. Yeah, I was talking to uh, our lead prospect guy, James Anderson, about, about Hoffman after his start last weekend. And, you know, he, he was basically of the opinion that it's just unfortunate that he had to make his MLB debut against the Cubs, I believe, at Coors Field. I mean, that's just asking for a disaster. So I don't really blame the guy for, for getting lit up a little bit. I think he, he settles down a little bit more tonight in a, in a bit more of a pitcher-friendly uh, ballpark in Washington. Uh, Washington definitely still has a dangerous lineup, but it, it's not quite to the same effect as Chicago's. Uh, so I think Hoffman uh, should be able to put together a much better start tonight. Uh, and I think he, he definitely has that strikeout upside that uh, I think is get, we're going to start to see it as the uh, as the season winds down. He takes a few more appearances. I think we're going to see some you know seven eight strikeout uh, type starts from him. Now tell me you were on the guy who had the last night's near no hitter. Tell me what you think about that performance. And were you there? <laughs> uh, I wish I was there, but I, the next best thing is hearing Vin, Vin Scully call one of those uh, no hitters. I mean, that, if if it uh, if Matt Moore was able to complete it, it would have been like Vin Scully's twenty second no hitter that he that he's broadcast. It's just, just unbelievable. And uh, yeah, Matt Moore, you know, he's a guy that's couple years removed from Tommy John, hadn't thrown more than like 114 pitches in any of his games uh, since Tommy John. So for, for him to go out there and he was he was a bull. I mean, he, he was up to close to 130 pitches. Uh, Bruce Bochy was so nervous uh, letting him go out there in the ninth. He gets the first two outs in the ninth and then uh, Corey Seager, I believe on his bobblehead night, uh, is able to just kind of bloop this single right in in front of the right fielder to, to wipe out the no-hitter. It was I mean, that was something to watch. Yeah, it's always neat when you get to the late innings of something special like that. I want to be able to score one uh, at the Sky Dome one day. I still call it the Sky Dome. Isn't that tough? I think that's great. <laughs> a lot of people say, oh, it's the Rogers Center. For me, it's always going to be the Sky Dome in Toronto. But I'd love to score one. There's been, a, there's been one or two there by opponents. I'd love to see the home side get one and be in attendance. Yeah. Um, let's go through the slate of games where we talked a bit about Hoffman. He gets that first start. It's a tough one, another one uh, in Washington tonight. But go through the first five games for us. 
Yep, leading us off uh, in the nation's capital, we got Gio Gonzalez, uh, lefty with an 8-9 and nine record, facing off against the aforementioned Hoffman. That's a 7-5 start. Then going up to Yankee Stadium, we got uh, Luis Sesa uh, versus Giovanni Gallardo and the Orioles. That's a 7-5 start. Then up to your neck of the woods, we got Francisco Liriano and the Blue Jays hosting Minnesota and Pat Dean. That's a 7-0-7 start. Uh, then moving down to Miami, we're, we're going to have uh, Phelps with the 7-6 record, 2-2-8 ERA, facing former Marlin uh, Jared Cozart uh, with, an, with his 0-1 record for the Padres. Uh, it's a 7-10 start. And then we're going to go out to Detroit. We're going to have Justin Verlander, 13-7 record, really having a great bounce back here, 3-3-8 ERA. Uh, hosting the uh, Angels, who uh, just kind of took it to your Blue Jays a little bit. This <laughs> oh, there it is. Strike I, one. I, I couldn't not say it, uh, but they, they're going to have Nolasco on the hill. Uh, that's a 7-10 start. <laughs> nice shot, John. The, the Royals with the Ian Kennedy, 8-9 and nine mark, uh, 358 ERA against Boston, their knuckleballer, who's had a great year, right, with a 13-5 and five, uh, one loss, a 301 ERA. That's a 7-10 start. Then Philadelphia goes into New York against the Mets. Morgan with a 1-7 and seven mark, 621 ERA. Those are ugly numbers. Against ageless, the ageless wonder Bartolo Colon, 11-7 and seven, with a 336 ERA, 7-10 start. Then we got an interesting matchup, Corey Kluber and the Indians into Texas. Corey Kluber and the Indians with a 13-8 and mark uh, on his ledger against Martin Perez, 8-9 and with a 427 mark. Then the match of the night, pitching-wise, that we teased, that's uh, King Felix Hernandez with a 326 ERA, 8-4-1 loss against Chris Sale. He's on my, uh, one, of my, one or two of my fantasy teams this year, and I'm lucky that he's 15-6 and six with a 315. He's delivered the goods. An 8-10 start. Should be fun to watch. Uh, Tampa's got uh, Drew Smiley. They did a number on the Red Sox. We're both happy about that. Drew oh, yeah. Smiley and the, the Rays going to Houston against Mike Fires and his 9-6 and six record with a 441 ERA. That's an 8-10 start. There's a few later ones. John, take us through that. All right, wrapping us up for the evening, we're going to have Pittsburgh and Ryan Vogelsong out here uh, in Milwaukee facing Matt Garza. That's an 8-10 start. Pittsburgh uh, always seems to kind of struggle against Milwaukee, but they did get the win yesterday, I believe. Then we're going to have Oakland uh, with Ross Detweiler on the hill, 1-2 uh, and two record, 591 ERA in St. Louis. Uh, going against uh, Weaver, that's an 8-15 start. Uh, then heading out to the desert, we're going to have Cincinnati's Brandon Finnegan on the mound against Arizona's Braden Shipley. That's a 940 Eastern start. I think there's going to be a lot of runs in that game. Uh, then up to Chavez Ravine, we're going to have the Cubs and, and Mike Montgomery taking the hill against the Dodgers and uh, Julio Urias. Uh, it's a 10-10 start. And then wrapping us up for the night, we're going to have Atlanta's uh, De La Cruz in San Francisco going against Jeff Samarja. That's a 10-15 start. Yeah, that last one looks like a bit of a mismatch, too. There's a couple of mismatches on the board that we'll touch on during the course of this show, I'm pretty sure. But why don't we begin with our look at the starting pitchers. Tell us who you like, John, and why he's in your lineup today. Yeah, I'm going to jump right on that mismatch, actually, now, now that you mention it. Um, I, th I thought that the pitching was a little bit tough to, to parse out tonight because you, you either have two aces that kind of cancel each other out with Sale and uh, uh, King Felix, or, you know, there's, there's kind of a considerable drop-off. So I'm just going to go with Jeff Samarja at 8,200 at home, going against the Braves. Uh, the Braves have had a pretty solid offense since the break. I think they're like 11th and weighted on base since the break and around eighth over the last two weeks in that category. Uh, but at the same time, they might be 
missing one of the biggest pieces of, of that lineup uh, tonight uh, was Freddie Freeman. Uh, he hurt his back last night. He was able to stay in the game. He took a, this nasty fall. Uh, we don't know if his back tightened up overnight or not. So, I mean, it, it's really anyone's guess as to whether he'll be in the lineup tonight. Uh, but if he's not, I mean, that that's it. that just leaves a major uh, kind of chasm in, the, in that Braves lineup. So I think Samarge is a guy that can take advantage of that at home. I know the numbers aren't completely, you know, overwhelming, but he does have a, you know, like a sub four ERA at home. It's a pitcher's park. He's being uh, opposed by Jose De La Cruz. Uh, the Giants are massive favorites at minus 210 for tonight. So I think Samarja just, you know, on win probability alone and, you know, the fact that he might not have to go against Freeman, I think that's enough for me to just go with that mid-tier option, go with Samarja at 8,200. Well, and I'm, I'm look, I think that's a fine choice. I'm looking at the other uh, matchup, one of the other matchups that looks like a bit of a mismatch today, too. That's Justin Verlander and the Tigers uh, with a $9,600 price tag on this veteran. I pay up for him because I think he's on the right side of it today on the, on the FanDuel board when I consider the success that he's had recently, his successful history against the Angels of batters, and the, all indicators going the opposite direction for his bound opponent, Ricky Nolasco, who struggled through a tough year. Verlando, for instance, John, is putting up a lot of career-best numbers this season. I found that hard to believe, when, but when I looked into it, a 1.03 whip and a strikeout-to-walk rate that's better than 4-1. to one. Well, oh. Over the past two months, in addition, he's held opponents to two runs or earned runs or less in nine of his last ten starts. Boy, with the Tigers' offense humming along, it's no wonder he's racking up the Ws. Head-to-head, -head, Trout, for instance, is only 1 for 12. Calhoun 0 for 10. And though Pujols has the best mark against the Tigers, righty, it's a 6-18 record with, with no bombs included. So he's minimized the damage against this, this group, and that's why he's looking good for me to start uh, my lineup. The Angels starter, on the other hand, Nolasco is winless in his last seven starts, surrendering eight homers, among other crooked numbers, over only 40 innings pitched. Head-to-head, -head, there are a host of bad numbers, which I will highlight later in my stack of the day here, John, teasing that. But uh, in terms of teasing stuff, we have to also talk about the fact that football's around the corner, my friend. So uh, fantasy football fans, the wait is nearly over. Football is back, which means FanDuel is back. And th this year, it's better than ever. It's not just a new season at FanDuel, it's a new era. They've upgraded your entire experience with real improvements for everyday fans, and they believe you deserve to experience everything sports has to offer, which makes you sports rich. I love being sports rich, John. Don't oh, yeah. you? Try, the, try the new fan duel now. Just pick your team, stay under the cap, and have all kinds of fun that fantasy has to offer. New to the, if you're new to the game, play in a beginner contest to learn the ropes. If you have a dollar, there are games for as low as a dollar. There's 50-50 contests where the top half wins cash, or you can settle a score with a friend in FanDuel's brand new fantasy friends mode. It's a season-long fantasy football with weekly teams plus new features ensure a fair and level playing field. Uh, John, I I'm looking forward to the NFL season. Every year I get excited about my team's chances. I'm curious to know before I reveal, who's your club of choice? Uh, I'm, a, I'm a Ravens guy, uh, personally, you know, I'm, I'm a Maryland guy, so it's not overly shocking as an O's fan that I'm also a Ravens fan. Uh, Family has season tickets. Uh, been a fan since they since they came to Baltimore. Uh, not overly optimistic about our outlook for this season. Uh, I think they're we're really old and slow most places, or really young and inexperienced or bad at pretty much everywhere else. So I, I mean, I don't think that worst record in football is completely out of the question for us this year. Uh, maybe I'm just pessimistic. Uh, maybe I'm just spoiled and used to seeing good Ravens teams, but I know that this is not one of them. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, you know, 
we'll, we'll have to see how it goes, but uh, my, my expectations are uh, properly tempered heading into this season. How about yourself? Well, I, I'm an eternal optimist, and my, te- my team, the Cowboys, is coming off a 4-12 and record. You know, I've always been a Cowboys fan for as long as I can remember, and I've seen them uh, all over North America. Even in Toronto, they played an exhibition game a few years ago, and I was all over that one, but I paid through the nose to go see uh, <laughs> the Stars play about four minutes in that game, so that was a bit of a disappointment. But, uh, you know, we were talking off air. The Cowboys played last night. They, they got it fed to them a little bit by the Seattle club, but Dak Prescott continues to impress there. And I wonder if Tony Romo's back tweaks uh, a little bit more. And once again, will this guy get a start or two? Maybe more this year. You never know. But off the top, I have to say, he's been impressive in a couple of appearances, and that gives me reason for optimism. They've also got another rookie, Ezekiel Elliott, who's all the rage at the running backs, suddenly yeah. rated among the top half dozen uh, in, in his first year. I guess they're, they're thinking what I think the the, the the Cowboys have a big and impressive offensive line that should open some holes for this guy. He's a talent, so I'm wondering if we're going to see uh, a thousand-yard year out of this kid. Uh, and they've also got Alfred Morris there. This could be a really good balanced attack for the Cowboys. Gives me reason for optimism. There's some questions along the defensive line with a couple of guys suspended. I can't get over the fact that this team deals with suspensions every year, and, and <laughs> the bad boys of football are no longer in Oakland. They're in Dallas, and it makes me sick. It seems, yeah, it does seem to be that way. There's always a few guys that uh, just aren't out on the field, and you, then you uh, look back and you see that they're, uh, you know, they're they're in some pretty deep trouble there. So you know, guys like McLean or Gregory. So not a fan, not a fan of these character issues, John. But we'll remind fans that they can have all the fun that football has to offer, just like we're looking forward to. So have all the fun that fantasy football has to offer. In fact, FanDuel, be sports rich. There's a special offer for new users. Get a free six-month RotoWire subscription with a $10 deposit on FanDuel. Go to FanDuel.com slash RW. Not only will you get the free subscription, but you'll have that $10 value to play with on FanDuel. That's over $40 in value for just $10. Go to FanDuel.com slash RW. All right, we're here to talk fantasy baseball, John, DFS style. Let's get into our lineups. Go ahead with your catcher pick. All right, starting us off with the catcher spot, I, I got to go with Brian McCann here at 2,800. Now, he's going against Baltimore, and I understand that Gary Sanchez uh, has already gone kind of from, like, the catcher for the future to the catcher of now uh, for the Yankees, and rightfully so. The guy's been an absolute monster since he's come up. Uh, he's kind of like everything that Jesus Montero was supposed to be. Uh, but I think McCann uh, should still be able to get into the lineup tonight, either at first base or DH, uh, and he's going to be going against... Uh, Baltimore's Giovanni Gallardo. Uh, obviously, McCann can still hit righties a little bit, as evidenced by his 408 slugging, and 13 of his home runs have come against righties. And I know that Gallardo can serve up a, a nice home run. Uh, and then, you know, you also got to factor in that, that McCann, left handed bat, short porch in Yankee Stadium. Uh, Gallardo gives up uh, 1.1 home runs per nine innings. So that's a, you know, that's a favorable home run rate if you're a hitter. So 2,800, you get to save a little bit at the catcher spot. Uh, I really, I really think that if McCann's in the lineup, he's going to be able to pay dividends for you. I, I think that's big of you, John, picking a guy against your own club. Uh, yeah, and I know him when I see him. <laughs> I, I hope it goes yard a couple of times. How about that? I think we're tied one-one now. 
Yeah, yeah. Well, my, my catcher of choice, John, Wellington Castillo of the D-backs for 3200 bucks. Neither one of us is paying up big at this position usually, but I think we've got good value choices here. Uh, Castillo's ranked among the leaders in a lot of batting categories for catcher, yet it's is hardly a FanDuel favorite, it seems, based on his pricing. I'm in on him today, though, because first of all, he has been on an extended hitting streak where he's hit better than 333 and reached base over 40% of the time in the past 30 games. Today, he gets a good chance to extend that success with the benefit of a righty versus lefty matchup against Reds lefty Finnegan, who was blasted by Castillo and his D-back mates a few weeks ago. Castillo, in fact, went yard there, and uh, he's hoping to repeat tonight, and I'm on that case. Your first base pick, John. Staying in that game, but uh, going on the other side here, I'm going to go with uh, your guy, fellow native Canadian, uh, Joey Votto here at 3,600. Uh, going against Arizona, it's Braden Shipley. Uh, Votto's numbers since the break are just outrageous. I mean, he's slashing 444, 537, uh, 690. So, I mean, that means he's, he's hitting 444 and he's getting on base more than half the time. Like, he, yeah, like he only has six home runs uh, since the break, which, you know, isn't quite elite as far as your, your typical first baseman are concerned. But, I mean, Votto's floor is about as high as anyone's could possibly be at this point. And for him to only be at 3,600 when I would go up to 4,300 to, to pay for him tonight going against a guy like Braden Shipley, who's really still just kind of trying to figure it out. And then you got to also uh, factor in that, that – Votto's going to be going against a right-hander. He's got an OPS north of 1,000 against righties. Uh, I just don't think that there's a, there's a better uh, matchup between pitcher and hitter tonight than Votto going against Shipley, so i got to go and pay up a little bit for him. I love that call, but, John, before I give you my pick, i got to ask you your opinion on uh, some rumors that I'm hearing in Toronto about Joey Votto coming home in a possible deal with the Blue Jays. Is this a pipe dream? Because I, I'd love to see him here, but I'm a little nervous. Uh, about the contract, $25 million for the next seven years. He'll be 39 40 by the time that's up. But if that, if and when that deal could happen, that really would grease the skids for Bautista and possibly Encarnacion to be leaving this organization. Uh, have you heard anything about it from your end? And, and what do you think about that whole scenario? Yeah, I mean, that, that would, you know, if Votto were to go to the Blue Jays, it, it would definitely mean the end of, of the uh, either Bautista or Encarnacion era. Didn't you guys get Encarnacion from the Reds, actually? You yeah, know, we, we did. We did. Yeah, so why, why not keep that going? I mean, personally, as an Orioles fan, I would be very displeased for Votto to, to go to Toronto. I think he's uh, he would be a thorn on our side, but he would be a great pickup. And especially, you know, since you guys are definitely uh, – in that window of win now, you want to do it in the next year or two. Uh, Votto, you know, obviously you, you would hate that contract by the end of it, but he might be able to make it worth it, worth uh, the while uh, if you're able to get him uh, soon. I, I, I wonder how that's going to play out, but it's, it food, it's food for thought as the, the dog days of August are, are still upon us. We have a pennant race to talk about, though, John, so we'll have a lot more fun with that. I'm going to get back to this, the, the our rosters, and with my my first base pick, I'm going to go with Jose Abreu of the White Sox for 3200 bucks. While his homer rate is down a little bit from his first two years in the bigs, all of his other offensive indicators are in order, and yet he's probably underrated at this point with this price tag, almost by association with his teammates, teammates and a low-scoring shift. Chicago offense that you talked about in our opening. Well, he, he has that power stroke in order right now, and I buy in at this discount because I feel good about his last week, for instance, which includes a 10-for-24 streak with three uh, home runs. 
In fact, over his last 118 at-bats, I was looking into this, he's cut down his strikeout rate dramatically, and that's translated into a very impressive 347-403-551 slash line. And he won't fear putting up his totals against King Felix tonight, and I don't either, so I'm, I'm in on this, and uh, I guess the mound opponent does factor into the pricing here. Uh, your second base pick, sir. I'm going to go with uh, Dustin Pedroia here at 3,400, going against Ian Kennedy and the Royals at home. And obviously, as you mentioned before, the Red Sox uh, offense really kind of struggled towards the end of their trip down in, in Tampa. I think they only had one or two runs over their last 17 innings, you know, something to that effect. So that's definitely not what we're used to seeing out of the Red Sox. I think they're going to be very, very uh, happy to be back in, in Fenway Park tonight. Uh, and they're going to be facing Ian Kennedy in a, in a Royals team that's starting to scare me again. And uh, Kennedy obviously has been really strong, actually, over his last few starts, uh, just kind of like all of the Royals uh, pitchers somehow kind of uh, rekindling that 2015-2014 type of spark. But Kennedy can still give up the long ball. Uh, for sure. Uh, he's given up 19 home runs on the road this year. And Pedroia, obviously very comfortable at home. 327 average, 862 OPS. Those are really solid numbers. And Pedroia, you know, we've seen him up up in the like high 3,000s, low 4,000s before. So I think for, to get him at a discount of 3,400 uh, against a guy that can serve up a homer, uh, I really like the odds there. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go for him there. Well, it's it's much the same scenario for me with my pick at second base, starting Castro of the Yankees, only 2800 bucks, and, and to me, he looks like one of the top bargains on the FanDuel board, in fact, John. He has a great history against O-starter Gallardo. We've talked about the fact this guy's very hittable, but listen to this, 16 for 44, that's the most dominant, almost, head-to-head oh, wow. sample that's out there on the board, and he's carrying a hot stick right now with a 9 for 29 hits per at-bats with three homers in the past week. He's been benefiting from a favorable slot in the middle of a revamp Yankees order as well, batting either fourth or fifth. So I like that. Uh, it's traditionally one of the more productive fan duel spots. And I also factor in the, uh, that uh, Gallardo has a whip of 159 on the year. That means he'll put the ball in play and put runners on base, and uh, I ex- expect uh, Castro to be one of them. So uh, we go over to third base for your pick. Before I get into my third base pick, I, yeah, I would like to reiterate, you know, that, that Yankees offense really has uh, really come back to life uh, since the trade deadline. And they're, they used to kind of look like a, a bit of a wasteland uh, in terms of uh, daily, uh, you know, even a month and a half, two months ago. But now, I mean, I feel like I find myself using one or two Yankees uh, every time I'm playing. And they looked uh, really impressive out in Seattle this week, I thought. So. Uh, them coming home, I think that that's going to be a really nice matchup for them. Uh, but going with my third base guys, I really didn't like the way the third base market set up tonight. Uh, so I'm just going to pay up. I'm going to go for Jonathan VR. Uh, just kind of the way it works out. Uh, VR, before he went 0 for 5 last night, he had averaged over 16 FanDuel points over his last seven games. Uh, he's always a threat to, to get on base and then get a steal once he does it. Going against a guy in Ryan Vogelsong, a right-hander, so you know the the, the stealing uh, uh, percentage definitely goes up against a right-hander uh, like Vogelsong, who's not a particularly hard thrower. So I think VR can can get on base a few times, get a few steals. I think 3,800. Obviously, it's a little expensive. You're going to need a good bit out of him, but I think this matchup works out 
uh, to where VR can, can definitely hit uh, where you need them to. Well, I agree. This is a funny market at third base, but I think I found a guy that I'm happy with in Jed Jerko. Uh, the cards at 2900 bucks. This versatile cards middle infielder has been moved over to the corner recently and, and been on a power tear, which has him sitting on a career high for homers already with 21 bombs this season. Six of them, John, have occurred in the last two weeks, and that makes me stand up and take notice. And he also has five multi-hit games, and that's translated into a consistently high FanDuel totals over the last... Uh, 14 nights. Uh, he looks in good shape to add another big uh, evening at today's discounted price. Given the lefty-righty advantage, he should enjoy against Oakland starter Detweiler, who not only has been bombed in his last two starts, but carries a whip of 1.64 over the 21.1 innings pitched this season in uh, spot duty. Your shortstop pick. Yeah, that's a that's a, that's a classic, classic Cardinals thing where you know they just kind of get somebody off the scrap heap and all of a sudden they're amazing again. Yeah, they do it over and over. It's <laughs> it's it's something the Cardinals way. Right, um, but for my shortstop pick, uh, this is if if it wasn't for Vado, this would be uh, maybe my favorite pick of the day. Uh, I'm gonna go with Addison Russell, sitting at just 3100. Um, he's going against either Urias or Bud Norris. Um, I, I forget which uh, pitcher is actually slated to be going tonight, but either way, I, I feel pretty confident in Russell. I mean, do you, he actually leads all of baseball in home runs over the last week. Uh, he's hit five home runs in, in, over the last seven days. I mean, that's better than Gary Sanchez, who obviously everyone's talking about how hot he's been, and Arenado, who has four. Uh, he's been, you know, turning it around after, like, his mini slump, which isn't really even a slump. It's a slump by his standards, but to to a normal player, that'd be that'd be pretty solid couple weeks. Uh, but Russell, I mean, he's got he's got the power going. Uh, he's going against, uh, in my opinion, either way, a, a favorable pitching matchup. Uh, so I think at thirty one hundred dollars uh, to get a player that that's on fire the way that Russell is, I think that's that's really too good for me to pass up. Yeah, to update that, you know what? You're right. The They've updated the starting pitcher to Bud Norris, six and ten record with a four sixty-nine ERA. Those are inviting numbers, and uh, I think he's easy meat for the the Cubs offense if that translates tonight. And I like that yeah. choice. Uh, Troy Tulowitzki gets a nod for me. I'm going to stay on him. Uh, he's disappointed me a little bit earlier this week, but the veteran coming off two uh, offers in the last two nights, it's been, even though he's he's got that, he still raises batting average and OBP to within range of it. His uh, excellent career norms. Finally looking comfortable in that Blue Jays uniform. There was a lot of doubt about where had all this skill and all this ability gone, but he's uh, turned it on in the past uh, 30 to 45 days. And tonight I gets the kind of, he gets the kind of matchup, John, that I think he'll feast upon, facing a lefty starter, Pat Dean, who's a 27-year-old rookie, and he's given up better than a hit per inning this season, along with a high homer rate of seven bombs in only 46 innings, along with a whip of 150. I think not only does Tulowitzki feast on him, but the Jays, they're Friday night, my Friday night heroes. They've done well in this uh, this slot a lot, and so I'm all over Trulowitzki in this matchup. Your three outfield picks. I can't believe you picked Trulowitzki. You've never done that before. <laughs> he's he's one of my all-time favorite players. <laughs> now that he's in blue and white, I love that. Exactly. But uh, as far as my outfielder picks are concerned, uh, starting us off here, I'm going to go with Justin Upton. Upton obviously has had a pretty frustrating year. I've been a victim of that as a guy that has a couple shares of him in season long, and there's been about a zillion moments where I've been like, okay, here we go. This is where he's about to about to start taking off, uh, and I've been disappointed. But I think I'm at least semi-confident that his recent surge is, is legit. Uh, he's slashing 400, 455, 950 with three bombs and two doubles over the last week. 
Those are obviously really impressive numbers. And uh, I don't think a guy like Ricky Nolasco, who uh, just doesn't have swing and miss stuff whatsoever, that's always the, the, the concern with Upton is a guy that, that can uh, rack up the strikeouts because Upton is a pretty free swinger. So uh, for him to face a guy that he should be able to make really good contact against, uh, I think that that's the perfect kind of pitcher to use Justin Upton against. So for 3,300, uh, you know, when he's on a surge like this, I think it is definitely a really solid play here. Uh, then moving down, another kind of cheaper uh, outfielder. I got him to get uh, Corey Dickerson of the Rays. Uh, he's he's sitting at 3,000. Uh, he's going against a right-hander, you know, as a lefty. That, that's the only time that you use Dickerson is when he's facing a righty. Uh, and this righty, Mike Fires, has a really uh, kind of low strikeout rate as well, kind of like what I was mentioning with Justin Upton. Uh, Dickerson has all 17 of his home runs this year against righties. Uh, 12 of them have come away from the trop, so they are in Houston tonight. Uh, it's definitely a hitter-friendly park. Uh, Fires is definitely prone to the long ball as well. He's given up 23 uh, this year, actually. So I think Dickerson, uh, he's sort of, to me, like a poor man's version of like a left-handed Oakland ver Oakland Chris Davis, where, you know, it's it's definitely boom or bust, and you definitely only use him in the platoon advantage, but I think this is a time where it can definitely work out. And then uh, finishing out my outfielders, I'm going to have Billy, Billy Hamilton, uh, you know, leading off for the, for the Reds. He's sitting at just 3K, going against Shipley. I think it's a smart play to use a bunch of Reds tonight, uh, and you're going to get a guy in Hamilton getting on base uh, in front of Votto, and Votto obviously is the play for me tonight. So uh, I think Hamilton, you've got to get him in at, at just 3,000. Well, and I'm going to counter with uh, the first of my three outfielder picks is another guy who's getting more playing time at the top of the uh, potent Tiger offense, and that's Cameron Maben at 3100 bucks. I find that this guy is almost underutilized by the Tigers when I look at the fact that he's such a consistent table setter this season in a lineup that's been hitting on all cylinders and is rapidly closing the gap on the division lead in the AL Central. He's an OBP machine, uh, John, with, with a mark just a shade under 40%. And that's not just lops on lopsided splits. He's doing it both against, uh, right there against, right, using lefties off. Uh, in the limited playing time that he's been getting, but he's getting more regular time. So note that note that he could be in the lineup, and he, I think he should be based on this price. He may not, so beware of that. Uh, the guy may not have tons of power, but like Hamilton, when he gets on base, he can swipe a bag or two and could add up to a big FanDuel night based on the uh, peripherals that I've talked about here. And then uh, another cards guy, we talked about one earlier. This is another guy for 3300 bucks, Randall Grychuk. Comes from nowhere, John, and, and he gets into my lineup today because he's just another guy who should feast on Detweiler and build on his recent successes, which include five homers and four multi-hit games in those last 12 outings. The guy's been playing above his grade for over a month now with an OPS over one in that long span, and yet you get him for 3300 bucks. I think, uh, I think it's a no-brainer. And that, right. the, all of these picks that I've made afford me the chance to get a big bopper in for one of the rare times this season. I'm going to go with Bryce Harper for 3900 bucks. He's on the Nats, of course. I have not picked this masher of baseballs all year uh, in an underwhelming season for him, but today I'm compelled to do so by a combination of this price under 4K, as I said, and finally, we're seeing a consistency where I expect him to be most of the season. He's on a tear that includes six multi-hit efforts in his last nine starts. He's 18 for his last 46 for a 391 batting average in his last 14 games. He's obviously still recognized as one of the great talents in the game, and tonight I think he'll deliver like one. And though I'm interested in seeing how Hoffman goes uh, with his former Blue Jays prospect, I think that Bryce Harper's in line for a big evening tonight and uh, should be well worth that, that discounted price. Uh, so... 
Well, we're, we're to the point where you've teased it all day. Give me the story on why you think Votto is such an automatic today. I mean, the, the, the numbers, uh, 444, 537, 690 since the break, I mean, that's such a significant uh, sample size to me. I mean, that for him to have that sort of astronomical production, uh, for for more than for well over a month at this point it is really telling, uh, and I think the matchup uh, really factors into this as well. Shipley, like I've said, uh, down the line he'll be fine, but right now he's a guy to definitely pick on. Uh, and I just think of Votto. It's a potent lineup. He's going to get guys on in front of him. He's going to be able to drive him in. He's going to be able to get on base. I mean, there's nobody safer than him, and he also has one of the best upsides pretty much tonight so and he's only 3600 uh, I don't think that there's really a better play on the board tonight well and at least among position players yeah and I'm gonna go to the mound for my guy and I'm gonna pick Justin Verlander you know John you and I've talked about the fact that in DFS you need that big pitching performance to contend on a, in the daily game and uh, JV has been consistent in that regard for most of the season but particularly in the last two months as I highlighted and I already said this game looks like a big pitching matchup uh, with the Tigers bats uh, really running wild of late, and I think they've got a chance to do it again tonight. I'm counting on this to be a big point night for Verlander, and uh, I'll build my lineup around him happily and hopefully see you at the pay window, man. <laughs> Let's close with uh, a look at the stack of the day. I think we're both on, on a couple that we've already teased uh, throughout the show, but let's, let's give the finishing touches here. Yeah, I, th I think... Uh... Along with the Corey Dickerson play, I think maybe some Rays against Mike Fires might be a sneaky good stack to throw in there. I don't think that a lot of people are going to be, you know, just using a ton of Rays tonight. So I think that might be a good way to kind of differentiate yourself in bigger tournaments. Going against a guy like Mike Fires that is really susceptible to the long ball. I even like Longoria against him, even if he is, you know, a righty-righty matchup. And then obviously Dickerson as well. And then I really like the Reds out in the desert against Braden Shipley. I think that's that's one of the better stacks you can you can find tonight. And you you know, obviously Vado only 3,600, Hamilton only 3,000. Uh, that's really really affordable for what I think is going to be huge nights from from several Reds. Yeah, and you mentioned uh, Justin Upton, and I mentioned Cameron Maven. They're, they're a part of a Detroit stack that I like tonight. Uh, Kinsler with a 9 for 26. J.D. Mart with a 7 for 21. V. Mart with a 7 for 17. Maven with a 5 for 9 even against uh, the opposing pitcher. This looks like a tough night uh, to beat J J.V. Verlander. Looks like the guy that's going to get me some points. And uh, I told you, there's a lot of numbers in his favor here. So I like my chances. Can't wait to put this lineup in, John. And I'm curious to see which one of us comes out on top in head-to-head -to -head play. I'm definitely going to have to make a second lineup using using a lot of these Tigers. I'm, I'm sold on I'm sold on the stack there. You've definitely done a good job convincing. Excellent. Me. Well, the numbers don't lie, man. Nope. Anyway, we'll wind it up right there. So there you have it. For John McKechnie, I'm Paul Bruno, and we wish you good luck with your FanDuel picks. Come back to listen to our podcast on a daily basis to get an edge on the competition. So long, everybody.
Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.